Welcome, everyone. Welcome back to an all-new episode of the Totally Radical Cartoon Podcast. This is the show that takes a deep dive into the world of 80s cartoons and just the absolute insanity that is. My name is Randy. I am your host on this journey, and I'm flying solo this week. Uh, but that's okay. We're going to take a look at another uh, cartoon here. And uh, before we get into today's episode, of course, I do want to remind you that Totally Radical Cartoon Podcast is a production of Geek World Order. Go to geekworldorder.com for all the latest and greatest geeky content and media. Uh, you can look us up on Facebook. There is a page for Geek World Order and for Totally Radical Cartoon Podcast. You can also find us on other social media outlets. We are on Twitter and Instagram at Geek World Order. And of course, we are on all of the major podcast providers. We are on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, yeah. iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, pretty much any major podcast provider there is. Of course, go ahead and head on over there. Hit the subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. Give us a five-star review. Give us a text rating. Please definitely help the show grow and spread and prosper. And uh, we definitely want to thank you for it. And so let's get into today's episode, folks. And it's time to swing your arms from side to side. Come on, it's time to go do the Mario. That's right, we're taking a look at an episode of the Super Mario Brothers Super Show. And we are taking a look at the episode today called Mario and the Beanstalk. Uh, so as these episodes start, we start with the live action portion of the show, which really has nothing to do with the animated part. They're literally two separate things here, but we start with the live action part, which is called Bats in the Basement. And we come to our brothers. They enter the door of their New York apartment. They finished a tough job. You know, they've had a hard day's work of plumbing. And so they're ready to just kind of chill. But they also get a, a notice that their uh, foreign exchange student is about to come in. And this kid's actually pretty smart. He sent his luggage ahead of him. And we kind of pan out to the central living area of their apartment. There's a coffin. Literally, there's a coffin in the middle of the apartment. And there's a note. And apparently the uh, this luggage has come all the way from Transylvania. Huh. It's like, uh... Hey, did you order a dead guy in a tuxedo? Yeah, no. They really... Yeah, they don't exactly get the hint that this guy might be a vampire. So yeah, like, the guy... They find a way to open the coffin, and the guy's like, Oh, wow, this place is a dump. Huh. I'll see you guys later tonight. And they're like, Oh, this guy is strange. And some point here, Luigi makes what I'm assuming is an inappropriate Italian hand gesture. Because, yeah, that's still a thing, apparently. <sighs> Although not as 
frequent as the previous one we looked at. Oh boy, that was a lot. But yeah. So, we'll come back to this later as we finally get into the animated part of the episode. And... So, we start off with Mario giving his plumber's log. Yes, folks, we make a Star Trek reference here. Which... Really could be a reference to either Star Trek, which is out at this point, because this episode, I believe, aired in 1989 of this ep. So, Star Trek The Next Generation is also a thing at this point. So, apparently, the dilemma of the episode is that uh, the Mushroom Kingdom Orphanage is in trouble because they need about 100 gold coins to stay in business which kind of brings us to some questions here how does the princess not have a hundred gold coins you know the princess the ruling party of this empire and they've gone through a few ideas like she's like uh maybe i can hawk some jewels mario's like uh you did that last time we needed money they're like oh maybe we could uh take out a, a second mortgage on the castle. Uh, you already did that too. Okay, I've got some real questions here, folks. What is going on when the when the ruling power of the Mushroom Kingdom is needing to take out a second mortgage on the royal castle? Did, does Princess Toadstool not have financial advisors royal people that that like help her run the kingdom like is this literally just her and the mario brothers and toad apparently wow no seriously the i like legit questions here so they decided they're going to sell the royal cow. It's like, okay. So we're literally turning this, which the episode is called Mario and the Beanstalk. So yes, we are going to follow the story pattern of Jack and the Beanstalk. So they take it to there and they're like, sure, let's sell the cow. And Toad's like, ah, I'll go. I know the cow market. Wait. Toad? Toad knows cow trading? Why am I questioning this episode? Like, literally. Why, why, why am I questioning anything that goes on this episode? I'm putting way too much thought into this episode, clearly. You're like... Alright. I mean, come on. It's just selling a cow, right? Who could mess this up? And Toad's like, uh, the Marios? Yeah. Oh boy, do they mess this up. So they head out to the market. And of course the cattleman looks like a sleazy used car salesman, dude. <laughs> He's like, I'll offer you trade. They're like, well, no, we don't want to trade. We need cash. We need gold coins to save the orphanage. And he's like, 
Nah, I got, I, nah, nah, I, I gave you trade. They're like, no, no, really. We need coins. Ah, no, 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 I'll give you a trade. So they come home, and they're like, hey, we traded for these beans. Garbanzo beans. And Princess is like, well, I'm allergic to them. And she sneezes, which launches the beans out of Mario's hand, through the window, and out to the ground. So at this point, the uh, the princess is not very happy. And at this point, they go to bed pretty angry. They're like, Toad's like, all right, I'll go down to the mor- I'll go down there in the morning. I'll go see if I can con this con man out of our and get at least get our cow back. So they go to bed, and of course the beans start doing their thing because you know. We're doing Jack and the Beanstalk here, so the Beanstalk's got to grow. And that's what happens. Alright, so yeah, they wake up and they go, Alright, um, what is this? So like, I believe as Mario's like, Hey, it's the answer to our problems! Why don't we just go climb this thing and grab all the beans? And then we can sell the beans because there's clearly more than 100 gold coins worth of beans on this thing if it's this tall. Okay, you know what? Not a horrible plan. So they they climb up and they climb up. And eventually they find a door. Of course, as they have to because eventually they have to find the giant's lair. And you know what? So they... They find the door, they go in, and they close the door. And they're like, wow, this is bigger than the Brooklyn Public Library. So, I don't know how big that is, but apparently this, of course, is a giant's house. And eventually they hear some stomping, and they're like, oh, it's a giant and they try to pick up the door, and of course they're too small to actually pick up the door, because it was a lot easier to lift the door from below than try to pick it up. And there's not any, just any giant. No, no, the giant is King Koopa. <laughs> He's like, Aha! Now I'm, I'm gonna make Mario stew out of you! Alright, so we've got some tension. Our bad guy, our uh, heroes are in danger. Uh, So, of course, you know what that means, folks. It's time to go to a commercial break. So we'll take our commercial break here, folks, and we'll be back in just a moment. Will you be the one to witness the birth of the incredible Nintendo Entertainment System? The one to play with Rob, the extraordinary video robot, batteries not included. He helps you tackle even the toughest challenge. Will you be the first to raise the incredibly accurate Zapper and play games like Duck Hunt or action-packed Hogan's Alley and high-flying Kung Fu, each sold separately? Will you be the one to experience the Nintendo Entertainment System? Comes with Rob, Zapper, Control Deck, two controllers, Gyromite, and Duck Hunt. Something's coming up to plumbing, poor Luigi's in a bind. Giant turtles out to get him, creepy crabs are right behind him. Spiderflies, cheaper shites, they're all coming out the pipes. Mario, where are you? It's 
Atari Mario Brothers with Mario from Donkey Kong, his brother Luigi, and lots of crazy creatures. And it's twice the fun when two play at once, because you need all the help you can get. Mario, where are you? Mario Brothers, new from Atari. Nintendo Entertainment System. When you master Rob the video robot and meet the challenge of Gyromite. When you shoot the light-sensing zapper. When you play the system with the most arcade hits, you're playing with power. The Nintendo Entertainment System. Now you're playing with power. All right, and we are back. Uh, so we come back and we've learned that King Koopa is the giant in this story. Uh, so our heroes are trying to run away. They find an open door. Koopa pulls a lever and the door gets blocked off. So, which is kind of crazy. This whole giant's home in the sky is kind of well armed, surprisingly. So our heroes try to go towards an open window. And there's some logs. So they jump up the logs. They get to the windowsill. They're like, all right. But there's a little bit of a gap. So they find a lever, set it up. Like, all right, we're going to run up here. They get up to the window ledge and, oh, Koopa pulls another lever. And once again, we are completely blocked off. So, at this point, Koopa's kind of chasing them down, but they see a, a chimney bellow. So, like, oh, hey, we've got an idea. So, they jump on it, and they basically just start jumping up and down on it. And, of course, we get those lovely Mario sound effects. That, ding, 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 ding. Because, gotta have the Mario sound effects. But they manage to stir up the dust in the house near the chimney, and uh, they manage to get away from King Koopa for a moment. And so they actually run into this room, which is full of gold. Like, from bottom to top, this thing is full of gold. And they're like, hey, there's a lot of gold coins here. This could solve all all of our problems uh, of course once they run into the room koopa traps them in the room it's like oh so you like this gold huh but you can stay with it forever and so yeah once again for some reason our heroes in this cartoon are not that bright like, they kind of get trapped very frequently. Almost worse than the princess does in the games. It's getting a little ridiculous here. 
Uh, so they kind of look around and they realize where the gold's coming from. It's coming from a goose. Like, so instead of laying eggs, this thing is laying gold coins. Um, and the goose is like, hey, I actually know how to get out of here. You know, they're like, oh, okay. Cool, that's great. And the goose is like, all right, but, you know, hey, if you take me with you, I'll tell you how to get out. It's like, all right, cool. So they've got an agreement. They're going to help each other. So they... So Mario is actually able to break this cage pretty easily. Like, without using any kind of a power-up, a fire flower, a strength mushroom, or anything. He straight up bends the bars. I was like, this is obviously a very weak trap, but I guess the goose is not strong enough to break it. Even though this does seem like a very easily breakable trap. So, many questions here. But, anyway, so we learned that the goose is basically under a magic spell. So that's how King Koopa became the giant. And basically in the house, the that's how the spell works. You know, Koopa gets the giant ability. The goose lays coins. And so basically, King Koopa's got his own source of income. And so they, so the goose tells them that, you know, hey, they before all the coins started piling up, they saw, you know, they, they, you know, the goose had seen a crack in the floor and actually seen some of the, the roots kind of growing through it. So yeah, so at this point, they start digging. And from there, they do find the crack in the floor with one of the beanstalk roots growing through it. So they they jump, and the chase ensues. Uh, Koopa sends out a number of his troops, and so they start grabbing the beans, and like they are literally bowling with them. And from here, this is actually a pretty nice chase scene. You know, they kind of run down the beanstalk, slide down it. They're grabbing beans, knocking... Koopa troops out of the way. So this is actually a pretty fun scene, actually. So they get down to the bottom of the floor. And so Luigi decides to grab an axe. So he starts chopping away. He's chopping, he's chopping. And eventually, the beanstalk tips over with the giant house that grows through it. And now it's raining coins. So all that big stockpile that was in King Koopa's personal storage is now falling to the ground. And they're like, hey, the orphanage is saved. We can do this. And eventually King Koopa falls out too. Uh, he kind of lands in the water. And of course, now that he's back on regular soil, the spell has worn off. And he's back down to his normal size. And it's like, uh, I'll get you next time, Mario Brothers. And he runs off because basically at this point his evil plans are dashed. He is defeated. So yeah. And so basically, like, hey, 
We're hungry. That was a wild ride. And the goose is like, hey, I can help you out there. So the goose tries to lay an egg. Well, the goose does lay an egg. That egg is now solid gold. And the goose actually tries this a couple of different times. Unfortunately, it's the same effect either way. So yes, we now have the golden go the goose that lays the golden eggs. Uh, but at the end, but of course, at this point, I'm sure somewhere along the line, someone in the mushroom kingdom makes some food. I hope so. Although at this point, I'm not sure the mushroom kingdom has a lot of staff left. If money is, if the money is that bad according to how this episode goes, but hey, maybe it's just how every cartoon ends. Maybe the status quo is, is reset by the time the next episode appears. But no, seriously, I have so many questions about the Mushroom Kingdom and their financial economy right now. It's like, this is pretty bad. Because obviously the princess is bad with money. If they're trying to if she's trying to figure out ways to hawk the royal jewels or put out mortgages on the kingdom. And apparently they've already done this. They've done all these things. And so the Mario... And where did the Mario Brothers, like, wager into this? Like, how high up the chain of command are they in this empire? I mean, are they basically, like, next to the kingdom after the princess at this point? Yeah, no, I, I know, I'm questioning this way too much. This is an 80s cartoon. I really shouldn't question these logistics, but here I am. So yeah, and that ends the animated part of the episode. So we go back to the live action because, well, because we gotta, of course, solve this issue. And the guys are kind of complaining, like, hey, yeah, this guy is strange. He's He's been going to night school for like 300 years now. And, and Luigi's like, uh, yeah, don't, like, hey, tell me who, who this guy goes to for a cleaner so that way I don't have to go to him. Because for some reason they are holding a bloodstained shirt. Like, this... This looks like a murder victim, really. Uh, more than the obvious vampire attack. This, this looks like this shirt looks like this guy straight up murdered someone. So yeah, and of course this guy's had some strange expenses. Uh, spends a lot on dental floss. Oh, I know there was a few other things, and all of a sudden, like. The light bulb goes off, and they're like, Wait a minute. He's a vampire. So yeah, it it dawns on them. Even though, really, he should have put this together sooner. But I guess we had to extend this episode somehow. But yeah. Um, so they're scared. And then they actually kind of set up a thing because the the vampire actually pops out of the coffin and goes hey 
here are some scenes from The Legend of Zelda. And so that kind of proceeds to go for the next few minutes here to give us a little bit of filler. And they kind of go through that and our plumber brothers are on the couch and they are literally reading a book called How to Get Rid of a Vampire. So the first step they go is put a stake through his heart. And of course Mario being our food-loving man that he is, he's like, oh, I can't do that. Steak's four fifty-nine a pound at the store. It's like, oh, no, no, Mario. Not that kind of steak. Not that kind of steak. Uh, the next thing is, like, hey, try to get him to eat this tomato sauce that's full of garlic and other things that vampires like. You're like, wait a minute. How did Mama's uh, pasta sauce recipe get in there? They're like, all right, all right. So the next step they go is like this. Like the next step the book recommends is highly convoluted process of, well, go ahead and send him out to the store for some random things. And then while he's gone, just move. So apparently the last step the book recommends is, you know what? Just, you're actually not going to get rid of them. So just completely give up at this point and you're better off moving. Which, to be fair, I mean, I guess if you've got a vampire living in your house at this point, probably a decent idea to move. All right, I'll, I'll give the book that. That's probably the most logical thing that this, that anything in this episode has done so far. So I'll give it that. And so at this point, the vampire is literally right behind them. He goes, uh, so do you really want to know how to get rid of a vampire? Just ask me. I'll leave. And they're like, wait a minute. Where does it say that in the book? This is where our episode ends for the live action part and for the episode in general. But honestly, I mean, this episode was... Like, it wasn't that bad. It moved very quickly. But it still felt like there was a lot of filler in it. Because, like, even the live-action parts... I mean, nothing really happened. But that's sort of the thing for these 80s cartoons. The status quo, you kind of don't get a lot of room for growth or character development. But even then, it's like, wow... The Mario Brothers are kind of stupid. It's like, well, you really didn't piece it together that this guy was a vampire sooner than you did? And it's like, really, dude? Come on. But overall, I mean, really, this episode was fun. It definitely moved very quickly, um, as this show tends to do. And even then, it was definitely very thinly veiled. I know at least both episodes we've explored so far had a couple of minutes chunked out for um, kind of showcasing The Legend of Zelda, the other cartoon that kind of aired at the time. 
because I vaguely remember as a kid the these shows actually aired back to back. Um, there'd be the Mario Brothers Super Show, and literally right after that would be the Legend of Zelda cartoon. Which yes, it's that Legend of Zelda cartoon where we get the well, excuse me, princess. Yes, that line. Oh, that cartoon is so bad. Like, I remember that cartoon vividly. Just for that representation of Link. Oh, buddy. I'm going to need, need to find some episodes of that. So we can take a look at that in this show. But, oh, man. Legend of Zelda was not a good cartoon. And unfortunately, a lot of the 80s cartoons, like 80s and the early 90s, their cartoons were weird. Um, so I'm not sure if any of these shows were actually officially licensed by Nintendo. Like these ones probably were. Because, I mean, you've got the Mario Brothers and all the characters at the time that are definitely recognized by their names. Legend of Zelda is interesting. Um, but then you get down to some others like Captain N and the Game Master. Where, like, none of those characters look like their video game counterparts. Oh, man. Captain N is a very interesting show to say the least um i know i haven't seen it in many many years but i don't remember it being that good but even just looking at the show like some like like watching clips on youtube it's like this is weird because you've got this really weird like pretty boy uh simon belmont is like no, it looks nothing like the the castlevania character uh, Kid Icarus is just absolutely annoying. It, and Mega Man is like this short and green. I This is one of those weird shows. Just even trying to describe it, it's so odd. And the bad guys are just as ridiculous. But that is definitely another show for another time, and that's one I'm gonna have to find some ep like full episodes of to review soon. No, because honestly, cart like video game cartoons are weird in the '80s. Oh man, like Pac-Man, I remember being very dumb. Oh, that's another one I have to find, and this is definitely a weird time. Because anything that's, like, based on a franchise like this, kind of a li an existing licensed franchise, kind of gets weird. Especially in the video game realm. There is just some weird stuff out there. Um, definitely video game... Stuff that's based on video games gets better. Especially as we get into the 90s. Uh, like, Sonic the Hedgehog, I think, is probably one of the ones that probably one of the first good video game based cartoons that's actually got some decent substance to it like i mean overall like 
I enjoy the Super Mario Brothers Super Show, but it can be outright dumb at times. Although the live action parts are pretty funny. Uh, of course, you've got Danny Wells as G, and you have the legend, Captain Lou Albano himself, famed wrestling manager of the 80s as Mario. And these skits are just so... I keep saying it's dumb. Like, these skits are stupid. But, like, they're still fun, but they're dumb. But really, it's kind of just a, a vehicle for Captain Lou just to do something crazy. And uh, That's definitely something I'd like to see is maybe a newer take on a Mario cartoon, which would be interesting. Oh, uh, that would be fun. Like, I'm not sure what they would do, though. But I imagine they should be able to do something better with it. Oh, because I know Netflix has kind of adapted some things, like Castlevania, I know they've done to amazing success. I haven't seen it specifically, but I know uh, everything I hear about the Castlevania series is good. And it's sort of the thing, like, with kind of, like, the modern technology we have. Because really, a lot of times when you get cutscenes in video games, like, they're basically, like, full cartoons at this point. Like, 3D animated cartoons. And I think Nintendo could have a market here. Like, if they partnered with a Netflix or with a Hulu or somebody, you could almost turn some of these cutscenes... Maybe put some more direction to them. Because really, the like the graphics of the Nintendo Switch are kind of ripe for kind of building a starting point for a cartoon series. And Nintendo's really got the the base on it. I think something like that. Mario and Luigi. There are definitely some fun things you could do, like, actually, oh, you know what, what I would like to see? I'd actually like to see a Luigi's Mansion cartoon. I think that would be really cool. That's actually probably one, like, probably one of my favorite games is not directly a Super Mario title. Um, I always thought the concept of, Lu of Luigi's Mansion was fun. And really great to see Luigi get a chance to shine. Oh, I think that might be the the ticket. But there are definitely some things like, or even a Super Smash Brothers cartoon. You know, I think the possibilities are really ripe to really get into that video game market and doing cartoons. Um, nowadays, so many options there, dude. Like I said, I think those might be my top ones. Uh. Luigi's Mansion, definitely. Um, and something along the lines of Captain N and the Game Master. You could basically kind of do something like that with Super Smash Brothers and really get all these Nintendo characters under one roof. And I think that those would be my choices to go to. Uh, of course... Nowadays, we have this 
kind of cartoon renaissance going into the movie world. Of course, we have the new Sonic movie. We've had Detective Pikachu. Maybe it's time to look at maybe doing a new Super Mario movie that is in no way related to the to that 90s. I don't even know what that was. Like, I have seen the Super Mario Brothers movie from the 90s, and that is one of the weirdest movies I have seen in my life. Dude, I don't get it. That movie was so odd. But no, I think if they go along the lines of these kind of live action, more of the Sonic, the Detective Pikachu route, I think we could have this weird Super Smash Brothers movie set up. Like if we do a Mario movie, it's kind of weird, but I think we could set up like a Super Smash Brothers universe. Sort of how they set up the Avengers universe through the Marvel through the the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I really think we could do something with the video game movies. Let's get the Mario movie in. Let's get a Legend of Zelda movie. Let's just go full bore on this and find a way to get them all to interconnect somehow. I know it sounds odd, but I think it could be done. And it's sort of where the Marvel Cinematic Universe, they were the ones that really popped it in. They made the template of how this works. I mean, DC, y'all need to step your game up and quit trying to be Marvel right off the bat. I think DC personally is kind of trying to do it a little too fast. They need to slow it down. Just take character, get it right, do the next one, get it right, lay the groundwork and just take it step by step because it took the Marvel movies a while to really get steam going. But I think if you start doing some of these things with the video game characters and set up towards a Super Smash Brothers, I think we've got something here. So that's where I would like to see it go. Um, or even, and then of course you've still got Netflix. You've got these streaming services where you could do maybe some of the smaller characters and kind of get them some background establishment to build into this greater universe. So no, definitely an, an interesting concept and I'd love to see some kind of shared universe. That's just my thoughts on that, but I think that'll do it for this episode of Totally Radical Cartoon Podcast. I uh, just want to thank y'all for listening in and letting me ramble on for for a little bit here about cartoons. Of course, go to geekworldorder.com, uh, Facebook, look us up, Geek World Order, and Totally Radical Cartoon Podcast. Twitter and Instagram at Geek World Order, and of course, subscribe to us on all of the major podcast platforms. Give us that like. Give us the five-star review. Give us the text rating. And just share this podcast. Tell a friend. You know, tell tell your enemies. Tell your coworkers. Tell everyone. Just please help make this podcast grow and spread. And uh, that'll do it for, for this episode. And uh, we'll see you next time.
swing your arms from side to side. Come on, it's time to go. Do the Mario. Take one step and then again. Let's do the Mario all together now. You got it. It's the Mario. Do the Mario. Swing your arms from side to side. Come on, it's time to go. Do the Mario. Take one step and then again. Let's do the Mario all together now. Come on now, just like that. Beep.